This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Hello, hello. Welcome to episode 358. I am your co-host, Jessica Kupferman, and with me as always... The very beautiful and soon to be traveling, God re- God help her, Elsie Escobar. <laughs> oh yeah, and also, I mean, just I am excited, Travel. and yet not not because it's happening so fast. It is, as in, like for those of you who are listening, though, we're already there. So when you are listening to this show, if we are already audio. where I'm traveling. Correct. There's that. But for those of you who are here, you it's before. And so the before yeah. time, the before times travel, um, I only have now a day and a half to pack. Oh, my God. Can you make it? I it's only can't. two days of pack. It's only packing for three days. Yeah. But then when we come I'm gonna... back, I'm mm-hmm. coming back on Sunday evening and we're leaving to go to Pittsburgh the following morning. Oh, man. Yeah, so it's... Come on. That is terrible timing, isn't it? Yeah. But... Damn. So... What are you going to do? I'm trying to um, suppress the feelings of panic. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, can you just pack for all of it and then only... I mean, how are you going to do that? What are you going to do? I don't know. I'm trying to figure out because I have to, like, I need the bag. Like, because I actually did think about it, but I need the bags. I use the same luggage. So there are some things that I pack for conferences that I don't... That Okay, so I have... So I was just looking at that. The clothes that I wear on in my everyday life to just live in... Yeah. ...are not the clothes that I wear when I go to conferences. Same. Makes sense. No, Melissa, I don't, I kind of, I know that you want me to do that, but there's really no choice in the matter, meaning it's either early in the morning, which I would have to wake up super early and be tired to fly here, or I could have a leisurely Sunday by myself, Well, essentially, right? I mean, you know what I mean? Like with myself and other people that I choose to hang out with. Such as myself. Such as yourself. And just relax and not have to be doing stuff. And then, you know, like alone time versus me landing and then immediately becoming mommy. So. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. She has to stay. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'd rather have at least that buffer time of not having to be once again preparing. I'd rather just have that time. So prepare before you go. Can, do you, can you skip out on some of the weekly nonsense so that you can get ready for both? I was thinking about that, and I'm going to have to see if I can do that. But it Also, depends. how many days are you going to be in Pittsburgh? Can, you, can it just be the same shit? This is what I'm saying to you. Oh, I'm going to have to. I can't. I just said I'm not going to wear the same things that I wear to a conference that I wear at home. That I'm but it's still all T-shirts in. and jeans, right? Yes, but it's like my... <laughs> 
the jeans that I wear when I'm at the show oh, floor different are different because they're mm. more tailored versus the ones that I wear all the time, which are Why giant. Why bother differentiating? We all know you want to wear a potato sack with I do. fucking pockets. Oh so just I wear know. that. Why do you why do you make it just wear the same goofy ass pants that you wear all the time? What are you wearing right now? Let me see. These are this is my summer. I want to see. These are my shorts. Oh, you can't wear those. That was a bad no. example. These are my yeah, nope. these are my like summer. I mean, you could, so, but I wouldn't. <laughs> yeah, that would be weird. I love these cuz they're like these are my I have them in three colors, so this is my uniform for the like summer look because they are baggy Big pockets, like nothing around yeah. my waist. They're stretchy, mm-hmm. and I just switch it out. I have a red pair, I have a yellow pair, and I have a and I have a blue pair, and that's all I okay. wear <laughs> all summer that's long. Smart. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm mostly in t-shirt dresses, so I feel you. Yeah, and then I was just thinking about this top that I'm wearing right now. I bought this, Jessica. How old do you think this top is? I mean, I don't see exact detail, but I'm going to say like, oh, like two, three years old. (laughs) (laughs) How old is it? It's got to be seven years old. No, it's I bought it when I was in L.A. at Old Navy and I started using this when I was still teaching yoga. So that's like so 20 years ago. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know that I figured out recently that I have a shirt that I've had for almost 20 years because Jen uh, showed me a picture of us at some event and I was like, oh my God, that was 20 years ago. I still have that shirt. (gasps) Do you wear that shirt though? Not often because it has leather going down the sleeve. Oh my God. It's a black sweater, but it has like leather strips down the sleeve. So no, I don't wear it that often. But I mean, the fact that I even own it still is a miracle because I I clean out my closet eight times a year. (gasps) <gasps> yeah Th- so yeah it's amazing I mean, it's, it's, still... it's kept in the cut all this time yeah this top is like it kind of still it's not stained or like ripped anywhere or no, anything it actually is really good the only thing that's different is that it's lost a lot of it it's it. elasticity so it, w- it Elast- used to be a little bit more form-fitting and it used to have the the little because it has a built-in little bra toppy thingy majigger right like a in, so insert. that's no longer supporting you. Is that no, now it's like it, yeah, right. But then <laughs> it's not. But anyway, but yeah, twenty years uh, old. So kudos to. And then again, I bought this top. I really like the fit of this top when I bought them, and so I bought four different colors. And the black one is the only one that has made it because the other colors were, you know, like peach and like red and yellow, but they did get stained. <laughs> Oh, yeah. The black. Sometimes you don't even stain stuff until it goes in the laundry and then it's stained. That's the worst one. Yeah, it sucks. That happens to me all the time. I hate it. Anywho. Well, that was a veering off of topic. But. Yes. Sorry. So should we talk about tech on a budget? Yes, please. I want to hear all about how it went and what happened. Yeah. So I think the the actual event in quote itself went pretty well. I covered a lot of information. I didn't get to the video stuff. So I think I'm going to have to go back in and do just a video portion of the whole thing because it it took up quite a bit of time. And I did have a couple of little tech snafus 
that I didn't mm-hmm. get a chance to go live. Like I, there were just some things that I didn't quite see. And so I had a couple of missed starts. So I didn't start the actual event until like five minutes after the hour, which to me, like I never, I hate that stuff. I always like to start on time. So, so I had a couple of little things like that, but other than that, it went really well. Again, I want to continue to be better at being able to present live in that fashion. So I think given the content that we put in there, it was, it's really solid. I mean, I covered so much tech. It's crazy, but I have to say that I was disappointed with, I was disappointing with Facebook, Let's put it this way. I was very disappointed with Facebook. I was very happy with our content. I was very happy with my content. I was very happy with preparing for it and the execution of it. Yes, I was not happy with Facebook because when I tested everything, and I told you this, Jess, but I want to share just at large with everybody else. When I tested going live because I really do like to, to, to do all this kind of checkup before we're doing all this stuff. I did it using my personal profile, right? So I went live inside of the Facebook group, our She Podcast Facebook group, using mm-hmm. my profile. And when I did that, I really was testing for, I would say, about 10 minutes. I was testing microphones really quickly, making sure people could see me, like doing all the things, testing my software and everything. And I had so much engagement. I had like 32 people like not 32 people, like 32 comments in there. There were people engaging with me and asking me things and all kinds of stuff. And I was like, this is great. I like it. And then when I went live for the tech on a budget thing, I decided not to use my profile because I don't want people engaging with my profile because I don't use Facebook personally. I wanted to use the Facebook page. So I, I went live as the She Podcast Facebook page to our own Facebook group. And given that the algorithm that is attached to whatever that is did not work to our favor. I don't think it really notified people in the same way that it does. If I go live as a profile, it kind of tells my friends that I'm live. And so that tells them like, oh, what is Elsie doing, right? So like, what is Elsie doing? And so you want to go see what I'm doing. Whereas if that notification goes out for the She Podcast group, it would be like, She Podcast is live kind of thing, or She Podcast is doing a thing. And that's easier to look in your thing and go like, eh. (laughs) Or maybe it didn't even pop up. So I'm just sharing that because Facebook has a way of still prioritizing personal versus business. And it's really hard to split that because Facebook just kind of wants you to be yourself all the time. And I'm having a really hard time with that. It's weird because they used to always want you to do the page thing. It does. And like Lena, she said that there were two different notifications and, and she tried forever to enter the first one before it scrolled down and then you found the other one. Yeah, like the first one was a mistake, Lena. And that's the thing. It's like I, I was testing some stuff and then it didn't go live. And there were, so there were a lot of little things and I had to redo it again. So it was a little kludgy. Is that a, is that a word? Would that, is what that was the that right? word? Kludgy. I've heard kludgy. Is that a word? Kludgy? Yeah. Spell it. I don't know how you spell that word. I've never heard that word. Okay, well, it was kludgy. <laughs> if somebody's heard that word before, please let us know. They have um, it. And tell us what that means. 
They um, won't. And how you spell it, because I There's don't. There's no word of that's kludgy. I think how? there is a word that's kludgy. Kludgy. Kludgy? Oh, look. Kludgy meaning. No. Um, lazy or sluggish. Oh, no, that's gluggy. How do you spell it? Oh, no, that's gluggy. <laughs> There's no kludgy. Wait, a system, especially a computer system that's con- constituted of poorly matched elements yeah. or elements intended for other applications, K-L-U-D-G-Y. Oh, Where did you see that word? How did you learn that word? That's okay, a very... Okay, well, I don't know. That's like a deep track of words. <laughs> <laughs> You're oh in the God. English oh, deep look, tracks it is. Look now. at this. Awkwardly or inelegantly made or done. Exactly. It was a little clumsy. Yes, but how it was did per- you a- come across this word? I must know. I'm because I read it in a book because I'm never. No way. OK, well, then somebody has to come up. I mean, I love it. And oh, look, the best looking Jenny. She says. <laughs> well, because we don't know what we're saying. So I'm wondering if that means that it has spelled it correctly. Before I even had a chance to look it up. So let's write kludgy in the thing. So kludgy is... Kludgy or kludgy? It's kludgy. Whatever. It's kludgy. 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 I don't even know. No, you're right. Kludge. Kludge. It's kludgy. I can't believe you know a word that I don't know. Okay, well, now you know. You're always coming out with these words like parody. Blue. Look at Jenny saying bluegy, goochie. Why would you not just say equality and not parity? Why would you use either of those words? No one knows those words. <laughs> Blue G Gucci are the only ones I remember. Oh, they thought we were saying Gucci. That's funny. I wish we were. Yeah, but that's funny. So, I mean, but that's the perfect term for what happened. I It was a total kludgy ex- execution. It was very yeah, Imagine kludgy. a world where that word would have come up for you to learn it. I honestly thought she was going for glitchy, but I was just going to let, I wasn't going to say anything, but I knew you were going to jump all over it, Jess. <laughs> So well, I just let you go. As an English major, even though it was brief, I feel that I have a relatively strong handle on the English language. But Elsie, an immigrant, is the only person I know that comes up with words I don't know. <laughs> so it can be a little disarming when it happens. It can be a little clue. I realize that you are a theater major and perhaps you may know more of the language than me, considering that you've memorized scripts and such. Uh, also, you have a master's degree, which way surpasses my education. So, you know, it's possible, <laughs> but not probable. That's yeah, all. But at the same time, yeah, clue deep. It, but that anyway, I don't know where that came from. So, but, but given all that. Wow. Now I know what I didn't know before. And I really enjoy doing tech on a budget. But and I wasn't being sarcastic. And I kind of wish that, you know, more people could see it. But I guess that maybe we'll develop some kind of something or other where people can see it. Yes. Right? We're going to create yeah. an, an opt-in for people to see it. So, yes, we will. Yeah. Um, yes, sirree, Bob. And maybe we, we can even drop, I think our social team might be there dropping a little little bits of it so that you get a little scoop as to all the things that I covered within an hour. And I told, And again, I'm going to do just a video-focused tech on a budget covering all of the other bits all of the other cameras and microphones that work with cameras and when you need to use it and lights and all that stuff because I never I did not get to lights and and camera gear no I didn't get that important for that though 
I mean, no, it wasn't. I wanted to add like a comprehensive because we're going to be talking about why video is important here, Jess. No, I know that. But I mean, but but for the purpose of tech on a budget, that would have been outside the realm of what of expectations, I'm guessing. Yes, it was extra. But I did have people um, I have had more and more people request more uh, video related questions. That's good. Yeah, but for sure, video is by like great. There's almost no good budget for video because video is like a whole other layer of expense. Like there's it's like you could get some really quality sound with very little investment, but Mm -hmm. it's very hard to get very good quality video with very little investment. Like you can, but it's n- not going to be like the dis the, like the, the sound quality. Like you could be using a $250 microphone and a $50 or $60 microphone. And the sound between those two would be relatively the same, especially with, with um, uh, post-production and great mic technique. Like there's all kinds of ways in which you can make sound sound very good. Mm-hmm. But when it comes to cameras, it's very challenging to make the video look amazing if you're starting off with a not so amazing camera, if that makes sense. It does. Right. It's harder to make it work. So anywho. Interesting. So I'm excited to see that um, often and we're going to let our people kind of know. And if anybody has any other questions about like video production, drop, like send them in to feedback at podcast.com. And then I'll start to see if I can add all of that. Yay. So staying on with the video conversation though, let's, you have a note here that says no more audiograms. No more audiograms. I do. I do have that. And that's because of this article that was in the podcast movement newsletter mm-hmm. written on the 19th by Annalise Nielsen that says why your audiograms aren't working and what you should do instead to bring in new listeners. So it says social media is right now full of podcasters sad. What did it say? Something about like broken dreams, full of broken dreams because oh. Instagram was <laughs> Facebook and Twitter are designed to be text or image first. And so, you know, 85% of scrolling happens with the sound off. So if you're doing audiograms, chances are you're wasting a lot of effort and money and time on something that's not bringing you any new listeners. It says people scrolling through social media are in snackable and screen mode and podcasts are neither of those things. They're not snackable and they're not screen first. So, you know, it says while most content on social media is three minutes long or less, podcasts are, she calls that bite size, podcasts are full size meal, 20 minutes or more. Social media requires attention and interaction with a screen podcasts are screen free. So then how do you get more listeners? Well, we'll tell you in just a minute. Let me keep proving this point because that's what she's doing. So not everyone scrolling on social media knows what a podcast is. And that's true. I was just looking at the stats this morning from Intimate Dial, Infinite Dial. (laughs) Ooh, Intimate Dial. (gasps) Infinite Dial. That's a whole nother study, isn't it? (laughs) A whole different study. (laughs) Anyway. Uh, <laughs> um, okay, intimate, infinite, infinite dial, 
which says that only 20, 226 million listeners are of you know are listening to podcasts still which is still a very very small amount five percent of the share of ears so you can't assume everyone scrolling through social media will be familiar with podcasts or audiograms for that matter and so people have to find the right balance between targeting listeners or people interested in their subject matter because you can spend a lot of money on both and probably not get the right mix so then she says, for example, if you have a podcast about the latest season of The Bachelor, do you prioritize Instagram users who have indicated podcast interests or people who are interested in The Bachelor or both? Um, it's always better to preach to the converted, which means if you, uh, she said she's found that promoting podcasts through host read ads on other podcasts is the most effective way to bring in new listeners. Please let me just say that again slowly for those of you who are listening promoting podcasts through host read ads on other podcasts is the best way to get new listeners because that's new information according to the canadian podcast listener listening to other podcasts was the most common source for listeners to discover new podcasts okay um, another reason, there are too many steps involved to go from scrolling, which is what you're doing when you're biding your time, to subscribing, which is a really active activity. So Instagram, TikTok, et cetera, they don't make links easily clickable. So you're adding a cumbersome step. The only exception to this, they say, which is actually another point we were going to make, is YouTube. We have found, written frequently on this blog, about the benefits of sharing your podcast on YouTube. And while I feel like YouTube should not arguably be considered a social media platform, I also think it's important to acknowledge how audiograms are used there. YouTube is very powerful for increasing the discoverability and accessibility of your podcast. Using an audiogram as a visual graphic when uploading your podcast episode to YouTube may be a great way to accompany your audio first content with some visual branding. It's safe to assume most people watching your episodes on YouTube are just listening while performing other tasks, but we still recommend this approach to clients and have seen it work. Interesting. Okay, now the last part is there's too many shows that suck. <laughs> so she says, with 2 million podcasts and counting, it's fair to say there's going to be a range of quality. So that's why host read ads can be so powerful because you're not sifting through noise. So if you've never proven your media production skills, your social media followers will be wary about the quality of your podcast if they hear horse pucky as they're scrolling through so an audiogram summary an audiogram is asking a lot of someone scrolling through their social media feed with most users scrolling sound off they offer very little visual context to quickly capture the attentions um, of the small attention pans, spans of scrollers many social media users are not familiar enough with podcasts to navigate their app and social media platforms make linking difficult so in other words, audiograms aren't doing anything for your show. You got to let them go now. <laughs> let them go now. <laughs> I can tell you what they do do. What, what do they, they do, do. do do? What do they do do do? So what audiograms do do is retain listeners. So meaning if you already have a base of folks who are already subscribed to your show and they also follow you on social. When you post an audiogram, it's a quick taster of what they can expect. And so the behavior from, oh, and a new episode of She Podcast is out to them picking up their phone 
and downloading the episode or listening is much faster because it's already there. Even more if they look at it and they're like, oh, yeah, I have to listen to that episode and they could put it in their queue. Maybe they don't listen to it right away, but they have it in the queue, which is something that I've done. Mm-hmm. And then if you promote it more than once, so like, let's say you have one audiogram and then the next day you have another audiogram or maybe later in the week. And then, so if, if your followers looking at it and they go like, oh yeah, I forgot to listen to that episode of She Podcasts, it'll just be a reminder. It's not like you have to go out of your way to go subscribe. And so in that respect, it actually does work. Now, one thing that has that social media, again, does in that fashion, particularly when it comes to video. You know, one of my favorite shows is Call Her Daddy. And I'm a huge fan of Alex because she does some really great stuff to promote her show. And so when she does a video podcast, she will have a snippet of that video and she will put that in her feed. So you immediately know that's an episode that you need to go listen to in Spotify. But the other thing that she does really, really well is in her Instagram stories, when somebody is watching her video podcasts, People share themselves watching them in their living room and takes pictures. And so what Alex does is she reposts that as her Instagram in her Instagram stories. And so what, what happens with me, because I follow her and I don't ever go into Spotify other than to listen to her show, is that I'm like, oh, her latest, oh, look at all the people. Oh, people are really watching. People are really liking that. I have to go watch it right now. And so (laughs) I go out of my way and I make sure that I watch the latest episode because I'm constantly reminded to go do it when I'm following her on social. So, but again, Mm. I'm already subscribed to Call Her Daddy. And it's a reminder when I go into Instagram to listen to or, or watch her show when I see her post about it on social. So for me, it's a reminder. It's not necessarily audience acquisition. It's more audience retention. Neat. Makes sense. I think knowing this is, you know, half the battle that you can figure mm-hmm. out a different strategy to get new listeners other than audiograms if you're putting all your eggs in that basket. Sure. The other thing I wanted to talk about, which I didn't add here for whatever reason, is that audio YouTube has now surpassed Spotify as far as sources for listeners. That's not exactly true on our statistics, but I don't know if we have a spot for YouTube, but... No, dude. We haven't been posting anything on YouTube. No, I know that. All right. Fair enough. But like we were at one point and we weren't really getting anything from it, but now we're changing things around. Yeah, but it's what, dude, it was way back wet. Like, we haven't been do like, yeah, way, way back. Yep. That's actually not true. We have been posting our, this go, used to go right to Facebook and stay there. It didn't move. So we've been, you're saying long- Facebook and Facebook, Fuck, yes. I mean, and YouTube. And YouTube, it's hiding. It's always there. It's there, right, John? But it's not. Oh, I unhid them. You unhid them all? Yeah, months ago. I haven't seen any of them. I know, because they still were sort of hide. I mean, they weren't. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. I went and looked at our channel. They're not in our thing. No, but I thought we're switching channels. That doesn't matter, right? Oh, my God. Okay, so moving all on. This to say, all this to say, that's why we have no data. Because we are kludgy. Yeah, we're kludgy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Yes, you got me there. Okay, we are kludging. You know that's the title of this episode, right? Yeah, and you know what else? It describes so much of my tech. My tech. <laughs> it describes my my whole tech philosophy. In fact, it's kludging. Everything I set up is kludging. Most of the stuff in my house might be a little kludging because it's stuff that I build. Yeah, it's a problem. Kludgy is really more descriptive than I would have liked, but it's true. <laughs> it's true, unfortunately. Oh, anyway. Oh, my God. Um, Elsie, let's yes. talk about the <laughs> Apple podcast for creators updates, shall we? Oh, my God. This is going to be this is one of those things where I was like, OK, so iOS 15.5 has been released. Jessica Kufferman, have you updated to the latest OS for for watch? OS? Let's find out. It says automatic updates are on. And yet, no, I have to download and install, which I'll do okay. right now. No, don't do it. It's a Wait. huge update. It's a huge. It's like over a gig. It's insane. It what? took me. It says, don't do it now. Don't do it now. Don't do I'm it telling now, you. But I'm not using my phone. It right doesn't. Now, but so you're using the Internet. Oh, true. Oh, my God. <laughs> I forgot Holy all about crap. the Internet. I'm sorry. Kludgy. Kludgy. See, I wasn't wrong. Yeah. Anyway, the update anyway. is not particularly too exciting for all of them. But when it comes to Apple Podcasts, it's a little bit surprising to me that this is actually when they release this. So there are ways to manage your storage now, which I'm, I, again, I'm a little bit surprised because I don't use the podcast app. But now the podcast app gives you more ways to manage storage, which is this is directly from the article, which you can find all of these in the show notes. Listeners can configure new preferences for automatic downloads to ensure the episodes they desire are available for offline play playback while preserving device storage. So there's that. I didn't know that that wasn't a thing. Same. So there that's that's about it. Um, the other thing that they've added is that now you can also have annual subscription plans. So this is for podcasts that are currently creating bonus content or subscription content that is specific to Apple podcasts, which we we um, reported on this when it was released last year. There is a way Wondery has, you know, shows that you can subscribe to that are extra bonus that other people don't get. There's a lot of play people who are doing that for subscriptions or membership, I guess, if you will, for audio only special stuff before you had to do month to month. So you would subscribe you know, for the month of May or the month of June, and it's X amount, you know, $4.99 a month or whatever. But now they have rolled out, out the ability for you to buy a year worth of premium content for Apple Podcasts. So you can manage your subscriptions when it comes to all those things. Do so, you think this is a better way to sell subscriptions? Yes or no? You yeah, hate subscriptions, so I think I can guess the answer is no, but I'm just curious. Wait, the year, wait, uh, what do you mean? If, in other words, let's say you're a podcaster uh -huh. and you want to sell subscriptions via Apple, is this the better way to do it? Is yearly versus... Oh, right. 
What do I you would, think? you know, I would say yes. Like I would want to, I'd rather you subscribe for a year worth of stuff than just a month. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's how I would play it. I mean, no, but, but would you subscribe for a month though? I mean a year. Uh, would you subscribe for a year though? I probably would if the, if, if the content was something that I was really into, I would probably subscribe for a year. Yeah, I would do mm-hmm. it for, you know, Overcast and for Castro, those apps, like I pay for them for a year. Like I'd rather pay the yearly subscription to them than mm-hmm. month to month. Like I just, I'm not a fan of the month to month anymore as much. I really just like to have like take it care, taking care of, you know, there are some things that I do prefer to do month to month because I, mm-hmm. and maybe it's something I don't like. Usually it's an app though, you know, something I'm like, Oh, I'm going to use this app really heavily for these three months, but then I don't really use it. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Do you like a year thing or? Yeah, I would subscribe for a year if it was cheaper than a month. And I often do when I have an app or something where I want to use the service. I like yearly subscriptions over monthly more often than not. Especially if there's a little bit of a savings is what I what I like. But that's yeah. it, that's really about it, everybody, when it comes to Apple podcast specific stuff that was that was released. So that's a thing if you download 15.5. I did know what all the other releases were for iPad OS and but in watch OS, but I haven't really there wasn't anything and I was like, oh my God, I have to get that. There might yeah. be a couple of little hidden things in there, but that's about it. So that's it for the creation of the iOS uh, 15.5. Yay. And I just kind of want to touch base on a new release of the Roadcaster Pro 2, which was I guess it was like, oh my God, all of the geeky audio people who Oh my God, so scary. All of the geeky audio people were really into this because I guess it was leaked. So it's the second generation of the little device that I have behind me because I've had the Roadcaster Pro for a while now. I can't remember. Who do you think leaked it? Well, it was on a, it was, it was on pre-sale. a clubhouse. It was oh, like on a, it was on a clubhouse. Something. I told Dave Jackson about it. Oh. I said, wow, you believe this? I can't wait to, for this to come out. I can't wait to buy it. Yeah. And he's like, where'd you see this? Yeah. Yeah. It seems like it's, it was a New Zealand retailer or something. I don't know, whatever. It's like, it was all like sneaky, whatever. And then somebody was talking about it in a clubhouse and it was a whole thing. But anyway, whatever. It's been leaked. And now it is, it is nice and cute. I guess it's more, it's got a different shape. It's not quite as like rectangular. It's a little more like a square. It has the same pretty colors. Almost everything is the same except maybe a tad above, meaning it's nicer, which what you would expect. I have only seen that they have removed one of the things. I guess you can no longer just, I guess it, it doesn't have a TRSS plug, a connection, which means the TRSS plug is what it looks like is like one of those, um, the end of the plug is like this, like a three fifth, what is it? 3.5 millimeter, but it, I don't think that you guys can see this, but this is like a regular headphone jack, right? And it has two lines on it. If it was a TRSS plug, it would look just like this, but it would have three lines on it. And that just allows for other it's the mic input. audio data. 
And, yeah. And so it would go inside of the Rodecaster Pro and what you would connect that to would be something like the headphone jack of an iPhone, an old school iPhone or an Android device or an iPad that had the uh, headphone jack in there. You can stick it in there and then that way you can bring another device into the mix. And they removed that option from this new one. But as, as a whole, the processor is better. The colors look nicer. Like I'm sure that everything's. Well, the one better. thing that's amazing is the buttons. You, you have eight buttons on it, but you have like eight rows of buttons and you have to go up and touch the touch screen to do it here. Mm -hmm. Now it has a bottom where you can just touch oh, yeah. and move back and forth with the buttons. So you can get to your sound Which effects easier. It's great. You can also hook a second computer to it. So you and Ooh. your co-host can have a computer. You both can have your computer. You, you can have dueling soundboards. Like that won't oh be annoying. God. That's like, that would be annoying. So it, it looks very nice. So if anybody wants to see it, and I do believe that the price might be more. I don't know what the price point is. It looks like it's closer to $1,000 than this one, which is currently, I believe, Five ninety nine. Five ninety nine. I heard eight fifty. Yeah, so, I heard eight fifty. So I don't know. Yeah. So it's yeah. So we don't know exactly what, but it seems like it's more money. So I already have my credit card out. Keep that in there. Um, so that is it for a little bit of news on the Roadcaster Pro. And we have. I just want to say, give a shout out to the pod to the folks over at Podwork, which I I was able to attend and present with. Latrice Sampson Richards and Marla from Asa Collective um, this past weekend. And they were so incredible uh, for the women who were running that entire event. Because it's, you know, as you know, Jess, running any kind of event <laughs> is no joke, y'all. So, Denise, no, it's not. shout out to you, love, for doing it, doing the whole thing in there and staying on point and working through stuff and the content was great. She really curated a wonderful event. So congratulations on that stuff. And I just want to do a little bit of a, again, a little tech debrief. Jess, were you invited to be part of a conference that yes. was using, <laughs> shut up, let me finish. Sorry. That was using Hopin? Yes. Okay. What was your point of view about presenting or being invited to use Hopin before? I mean, it's fuzzy, but yes, I remember feeling nervous that it was a different platform. I remember feeling like there wasn't, and I don't know if this was the event planners problem or a function of hope, hoping Hopin. Hopin. But I remember feeling like there wasn't a lot of information as to like, it felt a little vague. Like once I get in there, I mean, if I mean, Bonnie is saying hop and own stream. Hold on. But hold up. Hold up. We're going to get to it. I'm just bring your horses back, Bonnie. Hold on. Let me look and see which one it is. Was so it Kluge? Remember, it was Kluge. No, Kluge. but Jess, you don't have to like uh, you don't have to like. Fin I just wanted to have your insight because my insight is that I felt very nervous that it wasn't something I was already using. Right. And I don't remember there being enough information as far as like what I'm supposed to do once I'm in there, where I go, yeah. how it works, et cetera. It's a little vague okay. for me. Yes. And so I'm just agreeing with you, Jess, because mm -hmm. when I did the hop in stuff, I had problems logging in 
to my account. Yeah. Like it keeps sending me on all these loops. I didn't know if I was supposed to be in there or not. There was like, I remember being part of two events and both of events, there was like this entire dissertation on how to use Hopin in the back end because you have to bring the people and manage all the things. And I was like, oh my God. So I was really stressed out by that whole thing. That mm -hmm. said though, Hopin acquired StreamYard. And so, I, but I hadn't used Hopin since Hopin acquired StreamYard until okay. Podwork. And so when I attended the training, because you know you still have to help people to do stuff. I wasn't actually able to show up live to the Zoom training that the Podwork peeps did for us, but I was able to watch the Zoom call afterwards. And I was delighted to know that now the back end, you can choose to run everything through StreamYard. And so it was a delight because as you know, people, we use StreamYard to do this right now that for those of you who are here, we use StreamYard to stream our live production of She Podcast. And so everything is ran through the back end using StreamYard and everything you're comfortable using for those of you who are using StreamYard is so much better. And everything for the host is so much better. Even Denise was saying like, it's so much better. <laughs> this we're just, everything is here. Everything makes sense because the Hopin platform before, oh my God, just the onboarding process of trying to bring people and the moderators and like who's on deck and somebody has to be there bringing the people up. Like with this, we know how to do it. You just press the people and they come up. So like I am now excited. So next time there's a Hopin event, I'm not going to be freaking out that I'm going to be all confused and not know how to get on stage because it's like this. You just get a link to your StreamYard. You click through, you let in. Like, it's so great. So I'm super excited for good job hopping and good job for integrating Yay. it into the entire system because it's like the best thing ever. So amazing. Anywho, that is that. But Jess, you have something to talk about when it comes to popcorn, it looks to me. Yeah. So actually, we got an offer from Podcorn via an email, and it made me think about how we should maybe advertise on Podcorn. So I set up a campaign in there, and I put that we wanted – let me see if I can find our campaign in here. Campaigns. Here we go. I just want to tell you what – Okay, I said we'd love getting the word out about our conference for podcasters this fall, October 11th through the 14th in Washington, D.C. Our speakers are women identifying and the content is geared towards women, but anyone can attend if they wish. But I was also very specific in that I wanted, you know, mostly women audience, mostly 25 to 55 that they had, to, you know, hopefully content creators, business, you know, I was specific about those types of things. Oh, it says view stats. Let me see. I can be more specific. Nope, I can't. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I got a bunch of proposals and I wanted to read you guys the proposals because I thought it would be an interesting learning experience for both of us. Okay. The first one is called the Young, Funny and Black Podcast, which explores the issues of the day in a style that's often humorous. The host or the person that reached out is Jalen White, and it looks like there is a female co-host, so that's not completely off the rails. 229 
is the average listens for the last five episodes. They've had 78 episodes since October 2020, and they offered me a mid-roll um, for $40, oh, $15, three mid-rolls for $15, $45 total. Then the Sheila Mack show, whose listens for the last five episodes average 18000 and their ads are $36 each. So I found it very interesting that $229, dollars $15, $18,000, $30. Mm. That was so wow. bizarre to me. But Sheila Mack has like a whole letter that she sends. I'm Sheila, host of the show, inviting you to expand your media coverage, broadcasting on this channel and that channel and 102 FM, 1065 FM. You know, it's like all over the place. I guess she has radio and streaming um, network coverage by media type, web visits, podcast page views, weekly AM and, a and FM listeners. So that sort of leads me to wonder what amount of listens are we tracking for an average of 18,000? Who's putting that number in? Is it right from the host or does she get to include oh. like web listens and radio listens? Because you can know your mm. circulation, but that doesn't necessarily mean, you know, I mean, yeah. So it says weekly AM and FM listeners, 168,000, but you don't know. Is that including the podcast instead of the podcast? Oh, and also this one offers like if you wanted to pay like $25 for an Oh, guest interviews, $89. So topical discussion, $36, $89 for an interview. Pre-roll, you know, it's like four of them for $144, which makes a little mm. more sense, but it's still $36 an episode for a pre-roll and $50 for mid-roll. Mm. I just thought it was interesting. Okay. Nature's Finest podcast from the UK, which I'm less likely to do only because it's harder for people in the UK to travel here for a conference, but... Still, for $15 an ad, why say no? <laughs> you know, because their their what? show is 2700 per episode for the last five. And they provide white noise to help listeners sleep, study, and relax. Their majority audience is mothers with babies. I mean, that's kind of neat. Would it be weird, though, to, like, turn that on and then be like, Hey! <laughs> It is weird. Welcome I to, to the She sleep Podcast with me, Live. The Sleep With Me podcast. That has happened to me before where it's like, <laughs> everything's very strange. And then they come back and it's like, my new underwear is me undies. And it's like, <laughs> boom, I'm awake. Okay. <laughs> I mean, not, not that. I mean, you know, that's just because some of that's pre-recorded and it can't all right. be the same audio level. Okay. The next one is, I'm not really sure the name of this show, but the person's name is Sachi. I guess this is the name of the suit. Sachi Hindustani, um, hosted by Arna Singh. It says that the last five average about 10,000, but it is majority, I think, Saudi Arabia. Need sponsorship to support my podcast on health issues, current affairs, stories, poems. Select which formats you would like. So it's $100 an episode for the 10,000, totaling four. Mid-roll is 120 and I'd have to look more at the show to see whether or not um, it's actually, you know, an, I mean, because if it is, if her audience is mostly in Saudi Arabia, that seems like, oh, it's India. I'm sorry. Not our best audience, I think. 
No, but I think that, you know, if your audience is that like, that would be like a really interesting, like I'd be willing to do something like that for sure, regardless of how much money it is, if the yeah, audience was a, the right audience, yeah. right? Yes. But for us, yes. for this specific event, I'm not sure that would be the best because we want people to be like coming to attend. <laughs> the next one is a fictional podcast about young teens finding who they are and facing their fears. Average is Gen Z and millennial raging 14 to 55. They're in the United States. It's a male host. I don't know how I felt about audio storytelling, especially to teenagers. Not that they're not invited. Certainly they're invited. It's about around a thousand per episode. And I but it's been, you know, I think 13. the age is a good I think the age group to me, I'd rather like the exposure. I wouldn't look at it for conversions. I would look at it for exposure of our brand for that. Like we want I people. also, but wait, 13 episodes since December 2020. Oh, yeah. Well, it would be back catalog for sure. Unless it's, I don't know. I'd have to look at that one. But I just think it's interesting. There's only a few more. Dan's Dabble and Babble, society and culture around the same amount as uh, Jollyland. A uh, thousand an episode, $15 an ad. I'm Dan. I host Dan's Dabble and Babble, an eclectic arts and society podcast that features either an interview with diverse guests or pop culture topics like the legacy of world, Will and Grace or the wonderful world and complexity of Brie Cheese. Our episodes are <laughs> wow. captivating. I mean, That's that is broad. Broad. <laughs> but, at 15, <laughs> but again, at $15, who's to hey, say? Hey, let's do that. If four ads are 60 bucks, what what do I actually uh, what am I losing if a thousand people listen every week? Nothing. Right. But Another then is, one. It, is it per episode? I mean, is it 15, 15 per, per episode? episode? Yeah. But they okay. sell for, you know, with four. So it's like, yeah, it's sixty dollars for four. The next one, Van Connor hosting off screen. This one has an app episode average of twenty two thousand and the ads oh. start at one fifty. But it's a very masculine cover art, a male host, lots of good stats, but nothing that really says to me, women. This, yeah, this is our audience. This is like somebody who would enjoy chilling in our space. <laughs> Tom Cruise takes us back to the danger zone in Top Gun Maverick on this week's off screen. The weekly movie show taking the latest picks, uh, hitting cinemas, TV screens and touch screens, past sponsorships have included CNN's documentary series, The Movies, Just Eat, Bloom and Wild, Podcorn, Moorish, Meal Pal, Green... Sh I mean, if Podcorn advertised on them... Yeah, but you have to look at the movies they're covering. I mean, you listen, I'm I not... I don't see anybody covering Downton Abbey. That <laughs> would be a... <laughs> that's so sexist. No, but I mean, like... It is it, so sexist. It's closer. It's I didn't closer. want to see Top Gun, but everyone's telling me how much they want to see Downton Abbey. I love Downton Abbey, too. I love I Top love Gun. But if I had to I'm pay for one, yeah. I don't think it would be Top Gun. Even though I would like to see Val Kilmer with his new voice. Darnell Radio. Darnell Hallman. Uh, this is a political news podcast focusing on progressive topics with some of the nation's top figures and noteworthy activists. Again, no indication if it's male or female. Darnell could be either the... The art is gender neutral. And again, not that it matters, but, you know, I was very specific that I wanted women. And each and even though the listens are 2000, the ads are forty dollars. 
I don't know. It's a little higher than the others, which were only 15, although I'm now quibbling over pennies here. Let's yeah, but also you have to, like, I would look at that even that that's when I would look at the episode topics and see what the who the guest if they have a guest. Is there even parody? See my word. Is there yeah. either parody between genders when they're coming as a guest, if it's primarily a male guest thing, like that's the kind of stuff that I pay attention to because the other thing is to hear Jess, that there's a, there's also a thoughtfulness in the way that we approach the shows that we are paying to advertise because I would rather give the money to the folks that are in some way. Yeah. Advocating for more women's voices on their shows, at least or coverage. Okay, so, so this is the last one. And, Believe it or not, it's the closest fit because it's strange. Okay. So let me t- let me tell you about this. Okay. This one is called Orly Valido Radio Podcast. It is cover art of a black woman or a it's very small. So it could be just a, a brown woman, but with very short gray hair. It says, hello, my name is Orly Valido. I'm a handicapped person with my own radio podcast on the internet that is called Orly Valido Radio Podcast. <laughs> I talk a lot about country music artist biography, but I can also talk about anything else, too. I also got I, I got other channels prepared for that, too, but I haven't got started on them because my biggest I don't think English is her first language. I'm realizing now because some stuff is capitalized Whatever. Not that it matters. I don't care. I still think this is the best fit because she's a woman or female identifying, or at least that's how it looks. The listens are 460 per episode. So they're like, it's like $10 an ad, but she's female and she has a specific niche. I mean, granted, it's not a niche I'd expect from a woman of color. Country music is not usually their first choice, but whatevs. Yeah. I still thought, you know what? That is just oddball enough to work. <laughs> <laughs> Not that it's odd. I mean, look. No, no. I understand what you mean. I understand what you no, mean. I like, don't that's mean it just... as an insult, right? Yeah, yeah. I no, it's a perfectly fine female, choice. Yeah. Diverse interests, not necessarily English speaking in the United States. Like, that sounds like our people, man. Yeah. Yeah. That's our show, in fact. That is our show. Sort of. Sort of. Yeah. So anyway, I just thought, I mean, you guys can tell me and write me and tell me what you think as to whether or not, you know, what show you think is the best fit if you need to rewind and and read again. (laughs) I can also, the one thing about Podcorn so far is that I can't search and on Upwork, for example, when you're looking for someone to work for you, you can look at the profiles and invite them to pitch themselves for your job. Oh. You can't do that here. I have to wait oh, for shows to, to be themselves. like, that's for me. I mean, they have to do a little bit of work, which is, you know. But if you're good. not on there every day, which you and I are not, you know, there's no telling. I mean, if you really want to make money on there, you certainly can by doing all the pitching, but you and I've been right. on there for years, never pitched one person. So therefore we've never made a dime on there. And and I guess because no one can search a database, we very rarely are asked. Now I know why, because I've never been an advertiser on there until now. And I would prefer if I could look through the database and be like, hey, we like you and we love your show. Or even, you know, like if I could look in there and see members, our own members and be right. like, you know, and pitch them through Podcorn because now... Since I got sort of a motley crew in there, I'd like to go and ask members and past 
attendees and speakers if they would consider having an ad on their show from us, which we, of course, would pay for. You know, I want to pay for podcast advertising. But now I feel like is Podcorn the best way to go or Spotify, who, by the way, was just in the news for having both prostitution and alcohol pop up on all kinds of podcasts, ads like pre-rolls and stuff. Mm -hmm. Did you know about that? No. Yes. Call girls and such. And actually, Wild Turkey ads on the podcast pages of a lot of shows, some of them for alcoholics. Oopsie. Or do I just post in the group or ask you, my fine feathered friends, do you take podcast ads? Are you an attendee, a speaker, or even a She Podcast enthusiast where you would either do a host read ad or accept a couple seconds of Elsie and I talking about the show. If so, send me an email, Jess at ShePodcast.com. We have a budget for advertising and I would like to use it on people that I know have, you know, a healthy audience of people who would be interested in coming. So I am looking for content creators, women in business, solopreneurs, entrepreneurs, artists, people who listen to political shows, business shows, and, you know, life coaches too, people who have advice to give, something to say that might want to start a podcast or who are, you know, in the process of thinking about podcast influencers too, can sometimes turn to, pod turn to podcasting. So, um, yeah, let me know. Because I feel like that would be a better go than the random... I'm sure all those shows are wonderful. Since I can't choose them, I feel a little out of control as far as like who I advertise with through Podcorn. That's my experience so far. All right. Well, then, <laughs> what you can do... I know, I'm like... Was that too long of a... God, you look bored. You look so <gasps> bored. You that was really a lot boring. of coverage. I did not think you were going to cover every single podcast that applied. But aren't for the you thing. interested in the I mean, variety? it was for like a Two couple of them. of them. But yes, so here's my oh suggestion my to anybody who's listening. Now I feel like I've just no, droned on no, 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 no reason. Listen, the podcorn people go into podcorn, sign up or email Jess. That's your homework. Either sign up for podcorn and follow whatever Jess is doing in there or take on the whatever proposal she's put in there. Do your homework. Figure that out. Or email info at shepodcast.com. Reach out to Jessica to see if we can work together in some way because she's really been working hard at being able to make sure that everything um, for She Podcast Live is going to the right people, right? We need to also be in people's consciousness. So please do that. And then for next week, we might have, I'm going to, we'll see if we can make it work, Jessica. We are going to be recording for the very first time in a long time together in real life. Jess and I are going to be doing the show 3 p.m. on Saturday. <laughs> what the hell are you talking about right and when now? We're, we're recording. We're recording we, this. Saturday the 28th at 3 p.m. Probably a low audience. But yes, we'll be streaming live if you want to put it on your calendar. And we're going to be doing it in our hotel. Most likely it will be very kludgy. Yes. Since we'll be traveling and I and we always end up doing something always happens when we record on the road. Yes, totally. So it'll be fun. Uh, for uh, us hopefully to do this that. time we won't bang our heads together. Trying no, to we won't because we have separate microphones this time. So that'll be great. So if you guys yeah. want to catch us, please feel free to do that. And Thank we can't you, wait. She to says the huge variation was interesting. Thank you, Bonnie Frank. At least someone thinks I'm interesting. Jeez. Hey, it's not you. 
It's like, I'm not saying it's probably somebody was finding it. I'm telling you, Jess, it's the same thing that you feel when I'm talking yes. tech. It's kind of what happened to me when you start talking about the road thingamahooger. Exactly. So let's just not, you know, what else? What is that shit even called? Who knows? <laughs> and then you're and like, so Jess, cares? what do you think about the knobs and the Roadcaster Pro? You'd be like, great colors. Yes. That's right. Yeah. So. Exacto mundo. Okay. Anyway, yeah. all right. Well, let's wrap it up, I guess, because mm-hmm. what other choice do we have? Thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. If you want to send us an email, please do so. Feedback at shepodcast.com. If you want us to advertise on your show, Jess at shepodcast.com. If you want to join our membership and get one, what's happening to you, Elsie? She's <laughs> dancing, bouncing. She knows the show's almost over. No, she's doing something else. And I can tell by her face, it's not appropriate. <laughs> I'm right, aren't I? Come on. Okay. On if you want to find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok, please do so at ShePodcast.com. You can also find our show notes today, ShePodcast.com. Please sign up for our event, ShePodcastsLive.com. We want to see you there. It's going to be in Washington, D.C. It's going to be amazing. Prices are going up end of the month, so... Hurry your tushy up and get yourself a thing. Also, we are... She's fucking Vanna Whiting over here. Everything I'm saying... God damn it, it's distracting. Okay. Also, if you want to join our membership, (laughs) go to membership.shepodcast.com. Membership is for our entire educational library, $25. And if you want access to our wonderful community, including one-to-one coaching with me and Elsie, it is... $45. Now I have to go and beat the skinny girl's ass. (laughs) Have a wonderful day. We love you. Mean it. Goodbye.